0: I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by
1: the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture.
2: From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically
0: correct, but we're definitely honest. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Girls Talk Agriculture that's what we do we plow through the manure that's our tagline right
2: Yeah. i plow through <laughs> a lot of shit, so
1: <laughs> i feel like the uh, shit get plowed through some days yeah. i think we're
0: learning a lot of shit in 2021 which we had just talked about briefly before pressing the record button um
2: but let's... because you people do not want to hear everything that we discuss <laughs> yeah
0: if only they were a fly on the wall right. um so let's, let's kick it off with the harvest update. How's harvest going for you guys? I've been gone, I've been traveling. I have no idea what's going on
1: really. It's raining a lot.
2: We, uh, we got rained out last night. Um, so we have our, we do BAM weather. So I, we do the, we have BAM weather divided into the three different sections. Well, I can't say sections because Indiana doesn't use sections like other people. So when I say that, it's not the same. Three different uh, areas. So here at home around, the, well, that was a BAM alert right there, sorry. Um, here around home, we had uh, an inch and a half. Great advertisement. Right. They should be paying us, shouldn't they? Sponsor
0: us.
2: Sponsor us. Hey Kirk, sponsor us. Um, we had an inch and a half here last night around home um out west i think we had almost two inches and um on our shelby county farm we only had a couple tenths. i think three tenths, maybe chris said so but we we are rained out for the day
0: do farmers like to purposely go out and get their machinery as muddy as possible because i see some people doing that
2: not here are you
0: Not not us either i'm like we wait till it's as dry as possible again but i've seen some people get rain they're like yep going back out i'm like and then yeah. i see all the mud caked on their equipment um
2: we have too much traffic around here as well to be getting mud on the roads so
1: we um have yeah. some trip, strip chillers that are still going out but i mean they their ground can hold the combines up so they're not really getting yeah. muddy
2: We uh, we actually even brought our combine home. Um, It's about a forty minute drive in a piece of equipment, Um, but we brought it home last night and put both the heads in the barns and the combine. So, so how
0: much is left for you guys?
2: That's actually a valid question. Hang on, hey Christopher, how much do we have left to harvest? Yeah, we're not quite done. Uh, not, not quite half done. Um, he said we've run 800 acres. That's corn and beans together. And um, so we have about 1,300
0: to go. What do you have more of left, corn or soybeans?
2: I should know this kind of shit, shouldn't I?
0: What do we have more of, corn <laughs> soybeans? Let's just invite Chris to the podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we, <laughs> have more, we have more more corn than soybeans left. Are, are your okay, stocks? He's correcting
2: me which do we have more of to harvest
0: we're about the same about the same yeah so how and this can lead into karen's agronomy corner uh, a lot of the corn i've seen the stalks are tall and thin and they break like <laughs> is
2: that pioneer corn well, there are a lot but of uh, no it's
0: have. a lot it's a lot of different corn not
2: just not within pioneer. pioneer sorry if you want to sponsor us
1: A lot of the corn cannibalized the stocks early. So there's not a lot left to hold it back up. And some of the diseases that came in didn't really help that either. So the stocks are very weak at the moment. And so there's been a lot of down corn. And I I mean, I fear anytime we're going to get a storm coming through that we're going to get more down corn until we can get it all out. But yeah, the stocks are very weak. What caused that this year? It can be a lot of things, but it will, if it can't get potassium out of the soil, the corn will cannibalize itself to get the ear. So, I mean, it's filling the ear with that is what it's doing. So.
0: Hmm. I've seen quite a few calls for reels. Um, I know there's been quite a bit of down corn in our area. And also, just this past week, there are tornadoes. So, the storm season is not done yet. And if I if my memory serves me right, we've had tornadoes up and through December sometimes here in the state of Illinois. So who yeah. knows?
1: Well, hopefully we're still not combining in December, but I have before. I have listened um, to Yeah. So there's been, I mean, there was quite a swath from like Canton all the way up to Sheffield and north from there that was had a lot of down corn. So you agree?
2: Okay. I have listened to Christmas music in the tractor
1: and watched it snow. It's not uh <laughs> it's not fun. My Facebook memories showed me that it was snowing if was it two years ago? <laughs> On <Christmas>. Halloween. <laughs> On Halloween two years ago for us it snowed.
0: We weren't done had, yet. Uh,
2: out west west, they've had uh they had a blizzard or something. South
1: forget- Dakota had some snow too, so. I guess we shouldn't be complaining,
2: but yeah, I think it was Montana and, um, I don't know.
1: When I, I was know.
0: passing through Mississippi and Alabama, I saw a lot of cotton fields. I thought to myself, that's the goal of my life is to be part of a cotton harvest or just ride through a cotton so there, harvest. I
1: was talking to Kelly Watley, who we've had on here before too, and they were like two months behind on harvest because they were two months behind on planting. So that's really unusual for them to be harvesting so late down there. So it's been a weird year all the way around. You know, I hate to think about what could happen next because I don't want to challenge the Mm -hmm. universe to show me, but my business partner and I, I've talked a few times about, remember how we thought 2019 was bad? We would take 2019 right now in a heartbeat. Yeah. I've thought about that. I'm like, how can
0: this get worse? Oh, it can. Can.
1: Yeah, and in ways does. in Every ways time. we
0: cannot imagine. <laughs> and that's just not agriculture based. That's across the world. Maybe I've been watching too much TV probably. But I'm like, what else can happen? So
2: I don't know. Yeah, I think everyone, I mean we tend to be I'm guilty of it. We tend to be very uh what's the word? I'm Narrow for? focused. Narrow focused. We tend to be narrow focused in agriculture and I'm not, I don't say that as a slam by any means, but we get really focused in our world of what's going on and, and what we need to continue doing business. And, and, um, so in my personal opinion, when we, when we see other people struggling, we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Why, why isn't, you know, what's going on? I, that's my opinion i don't know that everyone in agriculture is that way but and maybe everyone in the world is that way they get very single-minded focused on what they're trying to accomplish um i don't I think know that's human nature i think yeah probably i think that uh, i think it is probably human nature
1: it's all funny games until you can't find toilet paper
0: yeah yeah
1: or roundup <laughs> Yeah. or anything.
0: I, when I was, when I was down in, oh, was, I think I was down in Arkansas. I was in a Walmart and I went through the chip aisle and the, the shelves were just bare, 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 bare. I'm like, wow, this is the first time I've seen bare shelves like this quite so a while.
2: I, yeah, that's an interesting because I do all grocery pickup. So um, for 30 years, every time I've, for 30, well, for more than that, but that I can vouch for 30 years. My mother-in-law has taken um, meals to the field, lunch every day that we needed it. And um, that, that has stopped this week. And so I sat in the tractor the other day and I ordered a bunch of food, you know, on my Kroger pickup list and I went and picked it up um, when I knew I had time. And a lot of stuff came back. Oh, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. And I was like, Um, yo, I got things to do here. I need my food. And it's very uh eye-opening. I I sometimes though, I will I will bash them a little bit. I am grateful for grocery pickup. It's all I use now. But sometimes I think they need to hire some um moms to do that because moms can find shit in the grocery store. Don't tell me it's out because it's there somewhere and um it's either on an end cap that they've moved or you're not looking close enough or um or you can't find the appropriate know,
1: right substitute. now i'd say
2: it's probably not there <laughs> and it may not be but i also think sometimes they can't find the appropriate substitute i asked for cinnamon one time no i asked for cumin one time and i got cinnamon because well it started with a c and it was about the same color
0: one time when I, this was the only time I did grocery pickup and first and last time, because I just rather go pick out my produce oh, and everything well. myself, but I asked for Bud Light Lime. I don't drink it anymore. Don't make fun of me. I asked for Bud Light Lime and they <laughs> substitute it with Bud Light Limeritas. I'm like, oh, this is not the same.
1: It tasted nasty. Yeah. But my question to you, Jen, is- That was the universe telling you not to drink crap. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't, I, don't, I don't drink it at all anymore. But Jen, my question to you is, did your mouth drop open in horror when you saw the price of how much all those groceries cost? Well, sometimes I am, but
2: I am honestly, I'm a mom of three. Um, so not much shocks me anymore, especially in the grocery food aisle. And I feel very lucky and I know I'm lucky and I feel it and I'm thankful for it. Um, We can afford, I mean, I don't want to blow all of my money on groceries, but we, I order groceries because we want food. And um, I know that probably puts me, my attitude maybe puts me in the minority a little bit, but um, I'm not a very good food, Comparison price shopper. Am I making any sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, need-
1: I just order what I need, and I don't look at the prices either.
2: Yeah, and, and I I know that that's not probably common. Um, and I don't get me wrong. I feel very blessed that we can do that. Um, but but I I I am very poor at looking at food prices.
0: See, I'm just the opposite. i uh, we have a hy V and an Aldi near where I live. And I see such a difference when I go to the two. Now, is that gap getting closer and tighter? Yes. Um, But being that I don't have children, I basically shop for myself and for my sister. Um, I'm like, I I really watch what I'm trying to buy because sometimes food can go to waste when you're just doing it for one or two people. Because the quantities are bigger oh no. too.
2: Don't get food can me wrong. Go to waste for a lot more people too. Mm. Food food goes to waste around here, but um yeah, I um I'm a convenience shopper as well, I won't lie. Um we have um actually today we're going to pick up a um calf we had butchered and um we had a hog butchered four months ago maybe. But um, I knew when we, when I'm sitting in the tractor and I'm ordering groceries in between catching, um, one thing we love to eat is um, boneless pork chop sandwiches, and applesauce and Lay's potato chips. It's like one of our favorite meals. And so I knew I have some boneless chops in the freezer, but it's a matter of planning for me and getting stuff, you know, out of the freezer and thawed out and ready to go in time. I ordered a package of boneless chops.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's probably not um, money conscious and, and it's definitely poor planning on my part, but that was
1: what I needed. Sometimes it just needs to be sanity conscious.
2: And, and that's what it was to me. It was just a matter of here they are, we'll eat them. And, and and that's what I need to get through the day. And and the little individual packs of applesauce so that you don't have to find a container to put it in to put it in the cooler and plastic spoons. I am it I, I'm willing to do I something. I bought
1: peeled and cut kiwi yesterday.
2: Yeah. I Just mean for the convenience factor. It is a convenience factor and um, I'm willing to pay for the convenience factor. I'm not gonna have- lie.
1: Have and either, I think we waste less when it's ready to eat right away. Mm-hmm.
0: Have either of <laughs> you been hit by any supply chain issues at all? Are we talking herbicides here? We're talking about anything. Herbicides what you, are these moment. How do you predict that will go through the winter and into next spring?
1: Well, until they can get stuff moving at the ports, it's going to continue to be a problem. And, you know, the ports have a whole lot of issues. Um, there's transportation, trucking issues, and I just don't see any of that being alleviated anytime soon. So, I mean, so, I'm sure it'll go into 2022.
2: So, not to be caught up in my own little world here, but I am. So, all these ships out at sea are. are actually just floating out there around the United States. What's what's the holdup? Is it we don't have anybody working to unload these ships? There's no That's more part storage. Of it. there's no more storage close to unloading because there's no truckers trucking this stuff. That too. So it's it's everything. It's
1: a combination. Well and some you know there, that hurricane Ida went through the ports in Louisiana. So those people have a lot of things on their plate besides just trying to go to work you know some of them have to rebuild themselves so but there's a whole lot of I mean everywhere I mean no one can find workers everywhere is hurting you know our entire system is built on trucking and there's not enough truckers and I read yesterday that part of it is that California enacted some extra laws that came into effect in 2020 and instead of you know, upgrading vehicles and, you know, getting right with the new compliance, people just walked away and said, it's not worth doing anymore. So a lot of the truckers aren't even on the roads at all anymore. So it just, you know, it's the perfect storm and I just don't see how we're going to turn this around until I just, I don't know. I just don't see it. And we still rely on a whole bunch of things from overseas, so we don't yeah. make any, hardly anything here anymore. And China's
0: having their own issues with ports, I believe, too.
1: So, again, is this... Well, and you know, they're stopping exporting certain things, and...
2: Do you think this is all because of COVID, or is this because it was a perfect storm?
1: I think it was a perfect storm. I mean, the new laws in california have nothing to do with covid you know they were obviously enacted you know a year or two more ago and they were just supposed to be compliant by 2020 so i mean i don't i think maybe covid exasperated it a bit but i don't think we can blame a lot of this on covid do you maybe think some that, other sectors but not this
2: do you think though that it hurt the workforce and so therefore it, it
1: well I mean it has it has they've had COVID outbreaks at the ports and so yeah I mean it has had an effect but I don't think you could blame everything on it no I don't either and not just COVID
2: outbreaks for is what I'm talking about but like government payments for people who weren't working during COVID. And then it was, you know, what I've read, my understanding was it was you were gaining more money staying home and everybody's hiring and nobody wants to work because you don't have to.
1: Well, I think with COVID too, some of the people switched industries. Like I think part of the reason fast food is having a problem is that those jobs weren't reliable during COVID. You didn't know if you could be open or closed. And so I think a lot of those people moved into positions where they knew they could work and wouldn't be shut down. Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of that sector has moved on to other sectors. And so I think that's part of it, you know also part of the problem. I don't think it's any one thing. I think there's, you know, several. I think it's things building
0: up upon each other. It's one thing over another thing just a compound yes yes
2: so are fertilizer prices and chemical prices going to continue
1: rising or well i don't you know i don't know people that are buying fertilizer at you know 1200 anhydrous right now they're just saying we'll either wait it out or we'll go to beans so i think fertilizer is a little bit easier to to maybe pull back from especially if you know your soil types and you know uh or not your soil types your soil tests and you have an idea of how much you can lay off and not put on this year other people yeah. you know put stuff in strips instead of broadcasting so that made them more efficient also you know fertilizer you can manipulate a lot herbicides i mean we're going to be looking at seeing a whole lot of tillage come 2022 i think well assuming that there's still tillage equipment out there because that's a whole nother sector in trouble at the moment so
2: yeah oh yeah so um shoot i had a question about
1: moving to beans Mm -hmm. so the majority of herbicides are not made here in the us only a few are and those that are are having issues too based on other (laughs) problems you know some had some frozen pipes last winter and getting steel was an issue Obviously, when it came through Louisiana, Hurricane Ida, it took some stuff and caused some more problems. Um, a lot of them are, they've, I've heard that there's a lot sitting at the ports but when truckers go to pick up those loads they get offered more money to take something else. Ooh. So that's the possibility. There's also all those ships. If you look and see all the ships that are just sitting there waiting to be unloaded, I mean, there could be herbicides on those too.
0: There's like, some of those are like, there's an 11 day waiting period. Well, and
2: you may want to delete this if I sound stupid, but while they may be made in America, some of those components have to come from other countries. Am I wrong?
1: There are some that are all... The components are made here not a lot but you know if you're looking at particularly at soybean chemistry um you know we have a certain (laughs) amount of roundup that's made here in the u.s Um, and list is made here in the u.s Um, things like liberty come from overseas Um, and then with Extendamax, i mean i guess my concern with that is it's still in the court. So will it be available by 2022? Or will they take it away, you know, a day before you're going to spray it? I mean, it's just so many unknowns. But my point is, it's going to be hard to get a well rounded herbicide program to apply to your soybeans in particular. So my advice is to get stuff in your hands as soon as possible. And I would secure my herbicide before I decided on my traits. Now you can always spray conventional as long as you can get your hands on conventional products. And as long as you don't have resistance to those um, conventional systems already. So there's a whole, I had this discussion with the grower yesterday. There's a whole lot of situations and he's like, well, I don't think this trait really, you know, yields as good as this other trait. And I said, that's fine. But if you don't have the herbicide to spray on that trait, then what does that three bushels matter? So
0: who should, who should farmers be talking to? Cause this, it's a, this is going to be complicated.
1: They need to talk to their herbicide suppliers. Okay. Now, not all of them have answers, but you know, it's something that you're going to need to keep asking about. And, um, you know, they're the retailers and the wholesalers. I mean, they're in the same boat. They don't know what they're going to be able to get or what they're not going to be able to get and some of them order so many semi loads and instead of 6 coming one comes so but i would work to get what i need in my possession as soon as possible particularly for soybeans
0: what a cluster
1: well i mean and that's assuming that you know you have the parts to actually combine your crop from this year so that you can plant next year too so <laughs> Someone's and i don't go- laugh because it's funny i laugh because you know otherwise i'd have to cry yeah. Yeah, yeah do we know anybody
2: that's not being able to get their combine parts
1: yet uh there are some on twitter that we're still waiting i don't know what color combine they have and i don't know what they're waiting for i just know that there's were comments on other ones some guys had you know six and eight hour road trips to pick up all their pieces they needed and others were saying, well, I wish I had a road trip to even take to get the part I need. So, mm-hmm. so that was you know prior to what happened last night or two nights ago, so.
0: So I live about like 40 minutes from the world headquarters of John Deere. Um, there's members in my community that work um, at Harvester. Um, I'm very close connected to what's happening and deer and company right now as they're calling it um so i'm watching it very closely but so far i like i said i've been traveling i i'm not in the know right now what's what's happening with people around here in terms of their combine all i know so far is we're okay but i can't imagine what other people might be experiencing so- and this is and who knows how long this is going to be their last strike in 86 was it? i think they said it went on for 100 and over 100 days i know that 135 something maybe around that it was a long time
1: well and there were issues before the strike started so it's not we all based on that so i am definitely no but, you expert. know we parts were in from e- overseas <laughs> too
2: yeah we were on green equipment we had uh the upper variable on the feeder house go out. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what the guy said. And we got it fixed on a Sunday. Um, And of course uh, my son is now works at a John Deere dealership. And um, they have, I, I have not heard that they haven't been able to get the parts they've needed to keep the combines rolling around here
1: um, that's not to say it's not coming
2: um but well i just no. saw
1: one on twitter but i could not tell you what color his combine was Right.
2: Not, knock on wood right now around here we're, we're unless something big goes goes down we're but okay then there's right other issues here.
1: like we know one farmer who had some major trauma to his combine and he did get all the parts he needed but there was no technician to put it together So they had to take it apart themselves and put it back together. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I should send my son He would love that. Um, Yeah, I think that it's going to be, yeah. It's not going to be fun, but.
0: We'll get through it somehow. We are resilient.
1: I was just going to say, if farmers are anything, they're resilient. So I'm sure we'll get it through, but.
0: Not without a headache.
1: Hear ye, hear ye. What is it they used to
2: say when the newspaper came out? It wasn't hear ye, hear you. Uh, Get your coffee. Why? This is like the second episode. I thought we needed to name that. and I still can't think of the name of it. So what's next on our headline list? (laughs) Can we we talk about Insta and Facebook being out? Yeah.
1: I didn't even notice. All right. I, I was teaching, so I wasn't online. So... Facebook and Instagram,
0: that was, was that a Monday or Tuesday?
1: I bet it was a Tuesday because that's the day I teach the longest.
0: So it was on the Tuesday and that was a day we were setting up, I believe. So I wasn't too busy, but as a social media manager for a couple of different organizations, I thought, oh shit, my posts aren't going to go through. So I had a bit of a, well, damn it, my scheduled posts aren't going to go through. And I had one post stuck at the top. So I kept reading that one over and over, but I kept trying to refresh, refresh, refresh if it would come up. But honestly, I just kept thinking about all the businesses that have built their whole marketing and promotions around social media. I thought this might be a glimpse into the future because social media, that. I know they have some battles on Capitol Hill and I it's tough to project what's going to happen to them. So okay, I thought not- people should just brace themselves. I think it's going to happen again.
2: So what 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 other options are there? I mean, we are talking about um you know, there's older generations that rely on print, but we have generations now that that's where they get their news. That's what they do. Print is, um, we don't even, we have uh, Netflix, but we hardly ever watch the news around here because we have social media. We're not paying outrageous prices for cable TV when we don't really watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't know what the next.
0: I think as long as you have a website, that's your piece of property that's bought on the internet. You own that. Um, can things go down on your website? Yes, but the way someone's phrased it that I really like is social media is rented property. You can't guarantee that your stuff will be there tomorrow. And. You that's have, so you have to go somewhere such as your website, a lot of people push um, email marketing lists so that you have someone's email to stay in touch with them. You just can't rely just on social media. And I learned that lesson during the pandemic too, because when businesses were closing, they would post it on Facebook, but nowhere else. So I knew people were frustrated. Well, it doesn't list it on their website or their Google listing Hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think people just need to strategize a little bit more and not just rely on social media so heavily because it's not a guarantee.
2: But I think you're going to have to retrain some businesses. Oh yeah. Because businesses rely on that and you need to retrain people and businesses because it's, it's become just acceptable. That's what you check. I mean, I wanted to go to a local bar for lunch today. And the first thing I did was check their Facebook page to see what Mm -hmm. their special was. And it wasn't up yet. And I was like, Mm -hmm. now I'm not gonna do
0: yeah no I I agree I mean social media is part of the strategy but there's a lot of places and businesses that make it its whole strategy and that that can't happen because of what happened almost two weeks ago how Facebook and Instagram were down for a day and then I saw some people were still having problems with it so apparently whatever it was isn't fixed and I see a lot of people anyway um getting rid of their social media accounts Cause they don't like the censorship of what some of the social media sites are doing and um, they're just fed up with what's going on politically as well so they delete so how are you going to reach those people then that delete their social media there's just you just can't rely on it. And that's just my message to people out there is don't put all your fruit in that basket yes
2: you, you mentioned the emails and I ask this from farm wife feeds perspective. I have an email list. Um, I use it some, but I feel like, are do you open those emails if you're on a, an email list from a website? Do you open those or do they get sent to
0: your spam? If they're compelling enough, yes. So delete so many
2: emails without ever opening them. And that's my question. I mean, like, I put time and effort into an email. Say I want. Say I try to do it weekly. What What is compelling to you to well,
0: open email? Knowing what relationship you have with your customer. What do okay. they want to see? What do they want to know? You have to put yourself in your customer's shoes. You have to have that relationship with them. It can't be a sell-all point. You can't just sell, sell, sell. You have to connect with them on a level that's going to make them want to read or watch whether it's a video or anything like that Um, email marketing can be overdone and believe me i've seen it overdone like karen says you don't want to answer or look at some emails because you know that's all going to be crap but that's where you know your brand and what you do and people are going to connect with that because they want to see content from farm wife feeds yeah, so far not a lot of people want to see content from these. <laughs> I I have been spreading your recipes like wildfire, like uh, that. I crock love pot, chicken tacos. I like tell that to everyone I know. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway,
1: that's the recipe I use. Yeah. But I just I, I for struggle me, I love
0: with recipes that. really good too. I
2: uh I struggle with that a lot. Like uh, it's hard to hit everybody, but um. Yeah, I I
1: struggle with that a lot, so. I see your posts and I think, I just wish Jen would make those for me and drop them off.
0: (laughs) It's hard work, like it's not, it's consuming work to do all of that. Um, You know,
2: it it really is. If you ever think that somebody is posting a recipe and you're like, oh, you know, you, you literally make the recipe several times to make sure you have it right. Then you have to photograph it without your family eating it first. Then you have to edit the photos. Then you have to upload them. You have to write the post because Google SEO requires like 300 words. And you have to mention the the name of the recipe three times. And I mean, all of the stuff. And, And then you have to make sure you write the recipe so that people don't send you emails saying, well, you didn't say this, which I do get it's stressful and i'm not just like cry me a river but but it is it it it, it can everything's stressful
0: it's harder than it looks
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i want to see i just want to see the actual recipe card i don't want to go through all the other stuff like i'll go through the other stuff when i'm actually making it to make sure the steps are going right but at the beginning i just want to see what's in it
2: Okay, so, and I know so what that's buy. like, do you use the jump to recipe? So that's at the beginning of every post. Like, mm. I want you to scroll through the post, obviously, because that's how I make some money, but I'm also all about convenience. And so at the top of every post is the title. And then there's a button that says jump to recipe. Click that, it'll take you straight past all the crap. Right through. Well, and
1: I mean, and that's, that's fine when you are, I mean, I go through it when i'm making it to make sure it's going correctly but i don't need to go through it before i make it kind of thing i guess i that's just me no and i agree with you i am you also know. not really domesticated so
2: <laughs> and i agree with you and that's why i put it there you want to jump to the recipe number one to see if you have the ingredients or if you're ordering the ingredients or to see i, was gonna if, say I need it to do the pickup order <laughs> right or or to see if it's even you know what's in it do we even want to eat this does it have weird things in it so anyway so what's next on our headline list well that was
0: my social media rant for the day so (laughs) you're welcome
1: now let's go on to the one about the livestock producers and their issue so i found an article
0: on agripulse and it says facebook restrictions frustrate livestock producers looking to sell products online so i think this is kind of like Um, the producers that are doing the farm to consumer sales, that's what I think it's talking about. Like people that are selling packaged meat, whether it's, or half sears, full sears, whatever it might be, or the cuts or something like that. And it sounds like Facebook's making it pretty hard on them to do so. Um, Are they, they can't,
1: doing that to force like the meatless Mondays every day of the week or something? I mean, it seems to me like the reason Facebook would do that would be to get people not to eat meat. I mean.
0: Well, I know Facebook tries to flag everything and anything that you agree with. So it's probably I know, that It's
1: I made some comment about kidnapping Jen to go with me on vacation. And it put me, it gave me a timeout. <laughs>
0: It says, okay, this is what they say. As we strive to protect the welfare of animals against illicit trades, we cannot always ensure their safety and peer-to-peer transaction. Outside of our commerce services, we allow such sales if posted by brick and mortar entities, animal rehoming and adoption agencies and shelters. So that's what they're trying to protect against. So they they don't understand this um they don't understand the trend of what the pandemic has kind of pushed to do is these direct to consumer sales they don't understand that from an agriculture
1: steer is already dead you can't save it at that point so there's no illicit trade come then well and this
0: someone said right here um, a farmer from kansas he said he created a website and that has helped give producers another venue For finding the product. So, there again, you can't just rely on Facebook to sell your products because they own that website and they will block whatever they want to. So, go get yourself a website. They're cheap. I buy a domain for 20 bucks a year and then you have to pay some fees on top of that. It's worth to go buy your own piece of property on the internet because then you can say and do what you want and you don't have to worry about Facebook blocking for
2: it. Right. Yeah. You, um, you can you can decorate it any way you want you can say whatever you want you can do whatever you want with it yeah. well short of porn or i don't know anything about that, so. that
1: seems like setting up your own website to me seems pretty daunting as opposed to just putting up a facebook page oh <laughs> so i get it i get it but
0: i get it, yeah, it too if it's, unstable it's, they, you're probably gonna have, have to go that they path. have they have the tools to just whip up a page and do it but nowadays fakes. Facebook wants you to buy into things like you have to put a hundred dollars into an ad just for people to see it because they won't see it organically. It's a money trap too. So I, it, websites aren't that daunting. You can go to Squarespace, Wix. There's a lot of templates out there that will put it up for you. You just have to drag and drop your own photos and things like that.
2: So. And I, and, and I will say, I, I don't, maintain my own website um I own it but I pay somebody to do it because it's not in my wheelhouse I don't I don't it's nothing I'm interested in if I had to do that I wouldn't have time to do the farming the the cooking the the things I want to do I it would be I wouldn't do it because it's not in my wheelhouse um I literally have to send like if I want to change anything permanent, like I can do all the posts and, and all that. But if I change anything around the edges, I send it to somebody that, that is in charge of my website because oh. you, you can really fuck up a website fast. Oh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> fast.
0: And you don't have to be a coder either to build a website. Like I said, a lot of these have uh, templates that you can use. I use a template. I don't code my own website because I'm not a coder. I don't know how to code. Except I did in my MySpace days. I think I did.
2: I, did some yeah, I didn't even know coding. Is, You're so. old enough
0: for MySpace. Um, yeah, I'm 26, about to be 27. Thank you very much.
2: I had a MySpace. I'm too old for MySpace. I did not. I'm
0: too I did old. Not have Tom was always my number one friend. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. So, anyway so that that's
0: yeah. That's my rant for the day. Don't just rely on Facebook and. Facebook will never sponsor this podcast, yes, I know that, so I
2: can say that out loud. <laughs> Is this, uh, so have we covered the headlines?
0: Yeah, we've covered headlines. So let's do one more thing. What, what one thing should Kinda we leave people get with?
2: You. I'm going to tell you right now, and you guys, if you're listening, you can, you can weigh in your opinion and tell Kelsey and Karen that they have to be on board with this. I think we need to talk about the farm wife shit show. So everybody weigh in on that. I um, I'm gonna collect some information, some tweets, some Facebook posts. I think I think we need to do. I think I have lots of opinions.
0: I want to hear both sides of it. That's where I'm at. I
2: am I'm, I'm open to both sides, but I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Karen,
0: suck it up. So if you're if you're new to this, just like a label yourself whatever you want to
1: label yourself and screw everyone else, you know. If Not you're new problem. to
0: the, if you're new to this debacle there's a tweet I don't know about a month ago about someone ranting about the title of Farmer's Wife and there a big tweet storm started for it and against it about titles and anyways so
2: so we're going to talk about that so put your big girl pants on
0: my my one more thing is Um, start your Christmas shopping (laughs) or if you're like me trying to find a Halloween costume for my dog um, I'm a procrastinator (laughs) when it comes to this stuff so I'm going to really try this year to start purchasing ahead of time because I might be really SOL if I wait until the 23rd of December like I do every year so start buying early
1: and I guess I will put in the same plug I've put in before after the week I've had All parents, particularly parents of small children, should have a pulse ox in their wheelhouse so they know when their child's oxygen level drops. I encourage you to take it when they're feeling healthy so that you know when it's low, when they're not feeling well. So had another emergency room visit this week. And uh, yeah, I'm heading back to the pulmonologist right after we get off this podcast. So fun, fun.
2: Prayers. Prayers. All right, girls, have a good rest of the week.